Welcome to the 6am Run Podcast. My name is Mark Paisant. I'm an avid runner, a certified personal trainer, a 6am Run ambassador, and host of the show. Be sure to head over to the website, 6amrun.com, to sign up today to get 20% off of your first order. Now, let's start the show. Hello, and welcome back to the 6AM Run Podcast. I am your host, Mark Paisant. Always a pleasure to have you part of the show with us. We have a really great guest for you today, and we're going to jump right in it. But before we do, as always, this show is brought to you by 6AM Run and 6AMRun.com. Head over to that website to sign up to get 20% off of your first order. So three little words that mean so much. Believe in yourself. I think that is simple yet amazing. And a lot of people will believe in others, but they fail to believe in themselves. That's why we have Natalie Bailey on the show today. And I'm really happy to have her a part of the show. Natalie, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself for the audience? Yeah. Hello. Hi, hi listeners. Thank you very much for having me, Mark. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I am Natalie Bailey, as you correctly said, and I'm a property developer in the UK, um, specifically London. And I'm also a coach and mentor um, and host of the Confidence Mastery podcast. So I help people to believe in themselves, have confidence in themselves, that self-belief and unleash what's inside of them because everybody has confidence but we don't always know how to let it out and how to use it in the right way to have the best life. So we have what what I call the triangle of life. So we teach health, wealth and happiness. And it's about helping people to find who they are rather than getting lost in the Bermuda Triangle. I like it. And um, I we can go ahead and just jump in because you weren't always within that triangle. Um, and there's some kind of some bumpy roads you had in uh, earlier in your life. Can you kind of talk about what it was like, as you say, you know, you got cut up in the wrong crowd. What was that like? And, and how did you get out of that behavior? Yeah, it was a very interesting, I'm going to use the word interesting period of life. So I'd gone through through school thinking I'm going to go to Oxford or Cambridge University. Like I loved education. I was very intelligent. And that was the path that I wanted. And then as soon as I hit 17 and started going through my A-levels, um, I was just like, no, I'm done. I'm just done. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So there was no point in me going to university and spending all of that time and money. So I went from job to job to job to job in London. And I was just miserable. The weather's cold. And I thought, right, sod this. I am off, booked a flight, quit my job and went to... Spain, <laughs> Mallorca specifically, one of the Balearic Islands, and lived the Magaluf party scene for four years. And it's very, very easy to get caught up in that kind of lifestyle. It's 24 hours, it's constant party, there's lots of recreational activities going on. 
And when you're surrounded by those kinds of activities and the people that are doing that, it's very easy to get caught up um, in in that. Um, and I just thought that I was having fun. But actually, like all of this drinking and all of this partying and like being the life and soul of the party was actually masking the fact that I was actually quite depressed and, and rather lonely because people would only ever like call me because they wanted something. And that's not a real relationship. That's not a real connection. And so I'm masking what I was hiding through this this party lifestyle. Um, and that just went on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> and until actually a few of my friends, they were arrested. And I had to call one of my friend's mums to say that this had happened. And it was in that moment that I realised that I couldn't continue down down that path because I couldn't do that to my mum. And if somebody had to call her and say, this has happened, like I'd be mortified. So it was that, it was the, it was the long arm of the law that gave me a kick up the bum, but it didn't happen to me. It happened to the people around me. And that's why I'm so passionate now about community and the people that you spend time with. And it's really important to work on your, your health, your physical and mental health, so from there, I changed what I was doing. I thought, what's the complete opposite? So you're partying and drinking all day. What's the complete opposite? <laughs> so I went and retrained as a personal trainer and took on a boxing gym. And that's where I found my real love of life and the discipline. And, and then found the real confidence came from that exercise, from having that daily motivation and within myself to be better and to want to be better and to to let the people that really meant something, not the people that just called because they wanted something, um, be proud of me. And then that's where I learned to be proud of myself, like overcoming that. Look at that. And I, I love that story. And I think a lot of people can relate to it. And, you know, before we get into the the, the personal coaching and the, and the personal training, because, um, and everybody, please go, Take a look at her IG. That'll be posted in, in LinkedIn and, and website. Um, just great physique. You look great in the gym. Like that's you know, good for you. Uh, I'm very happy for you. But you mentioned the word confidence a lot. And a lot of times people see the life of the party and they see the person who's out all the time and they see, oh man, they must be beaming with confidence. When in reality, that person may have the least amount and they're trying to as you said, mask it. Did you kind of feel that way when you look back? Were you like you didn't have the confidence? You were trying to just make this alternate re reality that was a confident person when you really weren't. Yeah, definitely. Because it was, it's like Dutch courage. They call alcohol Dutch courage, don't they? Like I needed that in order to go and have those conversations, to mm -hmm. go and dance. Although, before that, I used I used to, in England. I used to drive to raves and get lost in the music, and I lost my way, and I lost the the, the rhythm of the music to be the thing that fueled me because I was then lacking in confidence. You you put more of this pressure on yourself, and then because people start to expect you to be a certain way, you start to play up and behave in that manner, and then that's where you're stuck in this cycle. Of like you can't you can't get out of it because that's who people expect you to be. But I didn't have the right expectation of myself. I to I totally understand that, and I think a lot of people can get caught in that cycle. And I'm glad, 
you know, I, I'm, I'm not happy that, you know, you had to go through where you saw friends getting arrested and you have to talk to their, their mothers and their parents, but I'm glad that you were able to finally get out of that and, and work to better yourself. So let's, you know, you, you bring up, um, you know, three things, the, uh, what was it? The health, the wealth and the happiness. So let's, let's talk about the health first. So you got into personal training, you got into the gym. What was, were you from an early age, were you into fitness or is this something you decided to take on to help you with your confidence? When I was younger, I did, um, drama, singing, dancing. I wasn't a great singer, but I could move um, and, and act. And around about the age of 14 or 15, we started to go to like exercise classes and I liked the results I, I was getting. I've always looked after my physical appearance and I made sure that I felt good because there is a, I mean, it's a little cliche, but if you look good, you feel good. So, you know, dress up, do your hair, put your makeup on it if, if you want to, you know, wear the clothes that make you feel good, put the, put the suit jacket on, do you know what I mean? And like do all of those things. So I always did that. Um, and then once, <laughs> once I did the whole, like it's, it was constant in like the like partying, it was then in the winters that everything got quiet and died down and then I was back into the gym and then started to lift weights. But it wasn't really until everything went, I don't know, can I swear? <laughs> this isn't even a swear word, everything went Yes, you can, yes, you can, you can yeah. swear on here, yeah. <laughs> so I, I have a mouth like a sailor. I'm <laughs> very conscious of it when I talk to new people. <laughs> you are, you're, you can, you can use it. <laughs> And you guys can't see her, but I can literally see her trying to figure out other words to use than swear <laughs> words. And it's just, do say whatever you would like to say. That makes things a little easier. Thank you. I, I probably won't even try not to swear no. now. Um, but I knew that there, there was something that came from looking after yourself and the way that you look. But it wasn't until I did the, the personal training training that I really understood the benefits of looking after yourself from the inside out. Because it's all well and good. You, you can look great on the surface, but if you're not looking after your insides, then your, your life isn't going to have the longevity that you probably want. So doing that really made me experience life in a new way and, and see that exercise is a treat for your body and, and your mind and not like... I think there's a lot of bad terminology when it comes to things like treats and like cakes and biscuits and stuff. Oh, treat yourself, you know, but actually it's not a treat. Treating yourself is meditation and exercise and going for walks on the beach and hugging a tree. I, I actually haven't hugged a tree in a, a long time, but <laughs> there's, this, there's apparently something very good about hugging a tree. Someone was saying this to me the other day. So go hug a tree. <laughs> Uh, that was I think you may need to ask that person if they're being facetious. <laughs> they may have been, <laughs> so that's that, funny. Do you know what? Um, I don't. I don't think they were. Okay. Wow. Really? <laughs> they wanted you to physically go hug a tree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's um, something I'm, about I, grounding. After, this, after I record this. Yeah, I'm gonna go hug a tree after we record this. By the way, I'm just yeah. gonna see how it how it feels. Well, do a, do an experiment. Just test it out. See if because I know I feel better when my feet so, are in the sea. 
Okay. There you go. That's right, something so, new uh, that I, I bet no one's uh, ever heard. <laughs> a bunch of nuggets already. So, and uh, I do want to, I do want to ask you this because you know people listening to the show, a lot of the women are, are are runners and into cardio. Please, like, explain to the women out there who are like I just I I don't want to lift weights. I don't want to look this way. I don't want to. Like, what is your experience with actually lifting weights or doing resistance training or doing you know that kind of training versus cardio? Yeah. So every woman should do some kind of resistance training, whether that's body weight um, or or actual lifting weights, because as we age, our bone density decreases and we're at higher risk of osteoporosis than men are. So by building strength through resistance training, you also help to increase your bone density, which is going to help you to not fall over or have hip replacements and knee replacements when you get old. So think about thinking about it from that perspective, from from a logical perspective like that, um, is is key. But also, it is so difficult for women to get bulky unless you already have that kind of frame. Anyway, it is so so difficult. You're not going to get bigger, massive. It's just next to impossible unless you're on all the gear. And I wouldn't recommend that to anybody anyway. Um. The confidence it gives you, I'm really strong and I love being really strong. And the confidence it gives you when you challenge yourself, you're like, oh, wait, I can pick that up and I can push that. It does something to your mindset that nothing else even touches because of the way in which it challenges yourself. And you see the numbers go up every week. Um, And I know a lot of women are scared of the scales and that that number going up because you build muscle. I'm very heavy. I'm short. I'm five foot three and I weigh a lot. And it took a long time for me to get my head around, hold on a minute, that scale's going up, but my inches are going down. So I'm on a cut at the moment. I've got my retreat in four weeks. I've put on like four pounds, but I've lost eight inches. So thinking about it from that perspective the scales is just a a number of what you weigh at that time on that day it is is kind of irrelevant outside of that unless you're like properly tracking macros and just having an understanding of your body but like i said it is so difficult for women to get big and and muscles and strength is sexy confidence is sexy so you know utilize it take it get the definition it's um there's a lot more women getting into lifting weights and I like to see it and I like to see strong women. So yeah, be confident and sexy by lifting some weights. And I love it. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm at the gym probably five or six times a week and I see so many women in there and, you know, lifting heavier weights and, and challenging themselves to, to, to be a stronger version of themselves. So I, I appreciate you mentioning that. Now on to the second part of it is, you know, the wealth now you are a business owner and you work with uh your business uh partner and that's your your mom paula is that and i i i'm in you know the state so i say mom yeah you you say mom um i just want to make sure i said that correctly but it's also the same same. so kind of (laughs) kind of talk about your business uh ventures and and what you're doing to to improve wealth and teach others about wealth What, what what are you doing in business yeah, so we do property development. Our latest project, um, it's just finished now, so we're just selling them. 
we bought a de decommissioned care home, which is a 20,000 square foot building, and we've converted it into 30, one, two, and three bed homes. So part of that is bringing new homes to the community, taking unloved buildings and making them loved and used again. But we also have a community intent with what we do with property and like all of the projects we'll be doing going forward as well. Because people need people. And there used to be a time when, or I remember, I don't know if you did this when you were a child, but you just go knock on your neighbor's door and like, are you coming out to play? Or the front door would be open and people would be in and out of each other's houses. And there's not so much of that around so much anymore. And I think that that's a real sad thing. We need community. We're human beings. We're born from tribes. And we want people to be able to get on with their neighbours. So we like to create community space. Like this one, for example, there's three courtyards that we hope people will use in the summer and, and the winter. The winters are rubbish the snow and the rain in England, um, but using and utilising that space so that they, they make friends and they don't feel alone. And that's part of what we want to do with that, but building the wealth through the property development, through teaching and coaching other people, um, and knowing that you need multiple streams of income. If we look at the past three years, the government shuts everything down. And if you had just one income... You, were, you could have been absolutely fucked. Like, so thinking outside the box and going, okay, well, what can I create here? What can I do? What skills have I got? Um, one of my clients, he's just added 30 grand a year to his bottom line in the past 10 weeks by setting up a subscription service for his heating business. So it's things like that. And then looking at the growth and what, what more can we do and what can we utilize? Can we acquire other businesses? Um, and then making sure that it's coming from a place of service and helping other people is the way to see true things grow. Because I always find that like when I first got into property, I was like, okay, yeah, I can make a shit ton of money and buy lots of shoes. Okay, that's great. But ultimately, that's, that doesn't give me deep joy, like, internally, like, does for the fleeting moment. And when you're wearing them, you feel amazing. But being able to serve and give back, like, wealth is more than just making money. It's the relationships you build and the things that you do and the communities that you have. And it's, it's the health that you have and, and the life that you live. So it's looking at it from a bigger picture and yes, how can I make more money? But what can I then do with that money that's going to improve my life? And I think you bring up a great point in regard to wealth. And, you know, when people hear that word, they think of, you know, just money. They think of I have to make more money, um, more money I make, the wealthier I get. But but yours, the way you use it is more of a well-rounded wealth. And you want to, yes, you want to have that security blanket. Yes, you want to make sure... If I want that new pair of shoes, I can buy them. However, you want that sense of community and you want to help build that around you. So I, I love that uh, usage of the word wealth. I think more people could use it that way. And then the third part of your triangle is, is happiness. And to me, I'll, I'll be honest with you right now, it's, it's, the, it's, the most, it's the most important one. It's the most important one. Uh, but you can't have it, I believe, without the health of the wealth part. You can't just say, I'm going to be happy today and just go out and be happy. There has to be an intent with it. So kind of talk about the things you do to add to your happiness, to be happy, to, to help others with their happiness. That's a really good point you make. And 
like what's that saying of money doesn't make you happy well that's that's a lie <laughs> it it does it it allows you more freedom and allows you to do more of the things that you want to do and not having to worry about you know if there's a vet's bill or something comes up or the car breaks that you know you've got that covered yes having nice things materialistic things is is lovely but creating that comfort of you know things are covered adds to your happiness and life's too short to be miserable and I, I lost all of my grandparents in the space of four years and I was tight with my grandparents like I, I even like every day there's not a single day that goes by I don't think about them and when my mum's mum passed away she was I've got goosebumps um we were in hospital with her and she had four children and lots of grandchildren and like some of my cousins, they didn't want to be, they didn't want to remember her in that way, which I understood. But for me, I, I wanted to be there. And the last thing I said to her was, I love you, Nan. And I'm so grateful that I had that time with her and I was able to be there and hold her hand. And that's given me some comfort and some joy and some happiness, knowing that she wasn't alone when she went. So that's why me and my mum work together to create that legacy together. And that's something that helps to give us happiness and ultimately doing things that you enjoy. Like I don't feel like I work. Like when I used to work in the city of London, that was work. Whereas now I'm able to help people and enjoy it. I see the results from people and that helps to make me happy. But I also do things like going hiking. Um, I got my dad. My dad's been on holiday over here, and I got. I even got my dad up the mountain, which was that. That made me happy. Um, I watch football, things like that. And I was telling somebody earlier that I color code my diary. So every everything goes into the diary. If you start, if it doesn't go in, it doesn't get done. And the health is in blue, the wealth is in green, and the happiness is in yellow. And one day I'm looking at my diary and there was like one yellow thing in the week. And I'm like, Natalie, where is your happy? What's going on? Like you're not practicing what you preach. So I had to think about it and I thought, what what are the things which make me happy? And some of the things I've just listed, like going, going to the beach, getting a tan, just socializing, seeing friends, reading a book, like all of these different things. And I put them into my diary and then within two or three weeks, I was happier. I started to make more money because my creativity started to flow and my health improved even more because I was putting out good positive energy rather than focusing on, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. But actually, no, I get to do these other things too. So we look at what are people doing? Is it serving you? Do you enjoy it? Like I've got clients they hate social media they hate the writing of it but they love doing video so do video don't write or if it's the other way around do it the other way around if you don't like admin get a va like i i am rubbish at the tech side of doing my podcast so i don't do it i'm good at talking as i hope you see <laughs> but the tech side of it i'm rubbish at it that doesn't make me happy what gives me joy is doing the talking having having interesting conversations so i do that bit and then I let other people do the stuff that I'm rubbish at and that doesn't give me joy. And that all, that also then creates work and income for other people. So that's a nice way to think about creating a cycle of giving back while doing what you enjoy. Does that make sense? It, it makes total sense. And 
I love the fact that you've you've learned the things that you're self-aware to, uh, enough to know the things you excel at and the things you need help with. And you're not afraid to say, hey, I need help with this portion. However, to get to that point, mm -hmm. you know, there take it, it takes a lot of work and takes a lot of discipline on, on your part. Like you have to be disciplined in the process. You have to be disciplined with, I mean, when you mentioned looking at your diary and saying, I don't have enough happy in here, like you weren't motivated to put that happy in there, but you were disciplined enough to know that you needed it to be a better version of yourself. And I think a lot of people kind of miss that part because discipline does give you freedom. And I kind of want you to talk about that because that's something you talk about a lot in regard to discipline. So how in your mind does discipline give people the freedom that they need? Yeah. So I used to think freedom was doing whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted it. But of four years of doing that, it, it, well, it's not true because I was actually at the mercy of whatever party was going on. So when I started to get disciplined enough, like, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love lifting weights. So that's, it's not a chore, but there are days I don't want to go, but I make myself go. So having that discipline to go, well, I know this is going to make me feel better. This other thing isn't. What's the right choice to make for me at this moment in time? It's going to do the thing that I know is ultimately going to benefit me longer term. And I didn't used to think like that. So when you've got some level of discipline, you've got a level of routine, you've got things that you do that you tick off, you, you feel a sense of accomplishment. And that gives you, a, like, it's like a reward system. It gives you joy. It's like gold star. So in primary school, when the teacher, when you did well, what did they give you? They gave you a gold star. Mm -hmm. That was um, a gold star in my hand. <laughs> um, that was unintentional, by the way. Yeah. Muscle so memory. Definitely that's, muscle that's, memory. That's where that, yeah, exactly. So that's, that's where that name came from, from my, from my personal training. So... When you think about, is one thing I ask when it comes to taking action on something or not, is, is this action going to help me move towards my goal? If the answer is yes, then do it. If the answer is no, don't do it. Now, we're all allowed days where we are allowed to be lazy, where you are allowed to rest. Rest is an important part of training. It's also an important part of discipline and being disciplined enough to take the rest day because knowing that you can't recover and repair without it, I used to really struggle with rest days. And now I understand the importance of it and having the discipline to do that. It makes a huge difference. So when you've got that routine in place and you've got that, that discipline, your life becomes so much freer because of the other things you're then able to do. Because you've trained your brain to function better and to allow that creativity to come in and to flow that you wouldn't otherwise have. I, I, I absolutely love that because I think a lot of people, you know, the people who are listening to this might be out on a run right now. They might be preparing to go for a run. And, and you know, we all have days where we just, we'll think of a thousand different excuses why we shouldn't take care of our physical health. And it's all yeah. about, it's all about reframing what that is. Cause we look at it as like, oh, it's a grind. Like, oh, I gotta be motivated. But you're actually, it's self-care. It is self-care when you go to the gym yeah. and when you go for a run and when you do resistance training. And I think a lot of people, especially when they start, they're looking for motivation all the time. 
They're just looking for, I want to wake up and be motivated. I want to go on my lunch break. I want to come home from work and be motivated. And I hate to tell you, you're not, you're not going to have that motivation. Most it's of the not going to happen. No, it's not. Um, no. The motivation I, yeah. actually comes from taking action. Exactly. It comes exactly. from I mean, taking action. And, and I'll, 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 if I, if I may, sure, um, go ahead. I love, I love to exercise. I like hiking. And I know this is called, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say something maybe some listeners don't, won't enjoy, but I despise running. <laughs> I do not do it. Right? Apart from in December, I run three miles every day as a part of a challenge. That there's this group on Facebook, there's like nearly 9,000 people in it. It's called Markathon, started in Scotland. And the challenge is to run three miles or 25 minutes every day, no matter what, what, like whichever comes first, three miles or 25 minutes. And I do it for the discipline, for the lessons and the extra physical benefits. Um, but it, it teaches me something. It teaches me that I can do more. I can push myself. I can complete a challenge and I can do things that I don't enjoy and also entertain people because I hate it so much. I complain and I make wheels. So last <laughs> so I take videos and I like I'm moaning and I'm swearing and I'm going, I fucking hate this. Um, and then this year, like last year, I found slides, different slides to go down on every, like as many runs as I could. So I'm, I'm taking videos and we go, wee down the slides for a bit of entertainment to give me the joy and the discipline to go and do it. Because if, if it wasn't for doing that bit, I wouldn't go and do it. So whether you enjoy running or not, have the discipline to go and, and do something and challenge yourself outside of your comfort zone, because that's not in my comfort zone. Um, it's like you were saying about the um, women earlier, like going and lifting weights. Go and challenge yourself to do it and like see what you can achieve. And that's why I do things like that. Well, if you're ever in the southern portion, <laughs> if, if you're ever in the southern portion of the United <laughs> States and and you ever want a running partner, because I'm sure you will, that's the first thing you'll think about when you when you land. <laughs> like ah, gotta get my running shoes and. But we'll go. We'll go to the gym and then get cardio. I'll go. So just yeah. I mean, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Just. I'm going to Vegas in October for my birthday again, and I do go to the gym every day, even when I'm in Vegas. That is that is dedication. I, there has to be zero motivation sometimes, some days in Vegas to go to a gym, but that is dedication <laughs> and discipline. Good for you. So yeah. Um, and and, and I, I definitely want to get to you know your social media and the website, which I think the website is awesome. Everybody, like she mentioned, Natalie is a podcast host. Confidence mastery, unlock your life, and uh, and I I. I I love, love love the website and but you said there the the website Thank is you. nataliearabella.com and you said there's a story or something different about that title or or kind of tell us about how the website came to fruition. Yeah, so my my name is Natalie Bailey and I don't have an official middle name. So Arabella was born from my from my Magaluf days where we used to, <laughs> we used to have a different name every day to tell the tourists so they didn't know our real names. Of course you did. Of course you did. Yes. Keep, <laughs> I love this. Keep going. 
So I'd been like every name you could possibly think of. And um, one day uh, my friend was called Aveline and I was Arabella. And it just stuck. And people just kept calling me Arabella, Bella, Arabella for years. So it's, and then it went into like, I, I replaced it was Natalie Tamara Chardonnay Bailey. And then it was Natalie Neon Bailey because I was a raver. <laughs> so it became Natalie Arabella Bailey. And it's it's just stuck from then. Um, but it's really, it's a really nice name. I, <laughs> I picked it myself. Um, but it stands out. So you can search Natalie Bailey and there'll be lots of those, but there's only one me. There's only one Natalie Arabella Bailey. And that's why I keep it. You know, I've got red hair. I lift weights. I'm, I'm stand out. And... Mm that yeah that's where that originated not many people know that but now they will <laughs> now now they will i love it's a great story and i i think that's something that it people will now people will remember natalie bailey because they're like oh because she had the natalie arabella like they'll remember it now because you've told that story and have it connected to your website and have it connected to you know your social media i love it i think it's a great story um, people go to the Thanks. website. It's a very nice website. Listen to her podcast. And before we kind of wrap up here, there's, you know, we have the theme of confidence and, and I definitely want you to leave the listeners with what you believe the three habits people could build into their daily routine to build their own confidence. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, when you get up in the morning, go look in the mirror and look yourself in the eye and say, I am fucking amazing. <laughs> Um, it sounds a little weird, it's a little wacky, it's a little out there, but it does make a difference. But you have to mean it. You have to say it loud. You have to come from like that proper inner part of yourself. And when you say that, and you're, li- you're, looking, you're looking in your own eyes, and I don't care if you live with 15 people or yourself, do it anyway. It doesn't matter if they think you're weird, because it does make a difference. Now, I remember a few years ago saying this to a friend and she was like, Natalie, that is absolutely insane. And then she started doing it. And she said within a week, she felt better. There is, it's not just an an affirmation that you just repeat or you think. When you look into your own eyes and say these things on repeat, it does start to alter the way that your brain works. The second thing you need to do is get disciplined and do some exercise. Like and do something that you wouldn't normally do. Challenge yourself to running every day, challenge yourself to lifting weights, challenge yourself to do a Spartan race or like climb a mountain. Because when you push yourself out of your comfort zone and you do the things that you wouldn't normally do, you learn to push through fear and you see what's on the other side of it. Now, nothing magic's going to happen in your comfort zone. So when you move your body, you train your brain, you train your mind, you train all of the other other parts of yourself that wouldn't get pushed if you didn't do that. So challenge yourself to something new and physical. And then the last thing is to connect with like-minded people and have a community support group that is going to be there for you. Like, it's so important that you surround yourself with the right people that aren't going to always judge and criticize you and tell you you can't do something 
Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you want yes men around you all the time, but people who push and challenge you and cheer you on. So you want the cheerleaders, but also the ones who go, you can do a little more than that. Well done. You've done great, but you can do a little more than that. So what can you achieve next time? And those are the people that are really going to help to help to push you and increase your confidence. So those are the three things that I would recommend that you do and speak to those people on a daily basis. Like have that, like have a WhatsApp group, set something up. Um, I have, if I'm allowed to say, the Confident Entrepreneurs Club. That's uh, that's purely online, and um, that people supporting each other in there. Um, but you know, there are plenty of Facebook groups. There are plenty of. All, all sorts of things you could do, like running groups, for example. Just talk to people and have have the confidence to to say, like, I need help, or I I was amazing at this. I I think that's great, and you know, you have the first one with the pretty much a daily affirmation, and then the last one with the like minded people. But I do want to ask you, with the second one, what is what's your challenge right now? What are you up to right now that you are challenging yourself to do? Um, I've got four weeks until my retreat, so I'm on a hard cut. And like I said, I hate I hate cardio. I just I'm just not a fan. It's <laughs> so I'm I'm doing like an hour and a half of cardio a day and a minimum of thirteen thousand steps to get my abs back so that I can be a tart and do a photo shoot um, at the beach in a bikini and <laughs> just look good. That's my current challenge. Once that's done, I'm going to be looking for another like obstacle race, um, like a Spartan to do again, because stuff like that is is fun, but it's challenging. It like the, the kind of obstacles you do, and like, and also it involves running. So I get to battle both demons by doing something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think you really love running. You're just saying you don't love it just to throw us off a little <laughs> bit. But uh, no, it's I understand there's a love hate relationship. People either really love it like me and a lot of people here mm-hmm. or they're like if you're my personal trainer, you're like, I'm allergic to running like you won't. The cardio I do is going from one set to another. That's my cardio. So, yeah, um, yeah. Well, Natalie, this has been. But you amazing. know, no, like I, I love site. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I love that people run anyway. Like whether it doesn't <laughs> matter if somebody else likes it or not. You, you do you. <laughs> there we go. I like it. I, you, you, whatever makes you happy, fitness wise, just make sure you're getting out outside and doing it. Going to that gym in the garage, going yeah. to the gym, doing something, Pilates, yoga, something that gets the body moving and, and make sure we're, we're, you know, we're building muscle as, as especially as we get older, because we need those that protein, we need mm-hmm. the amino acids, we need to keep our bones strong, all that good stuff, um, limiting the, the sugars, the saturated fats, all that good stuff. So, um, but that's another show about nutrition. We'll just, we're talking about health, wealth, and happiness right now. So, uh, Natalie, this has been amazing. We've mentioned the website. How else can people find you online? Um, Natalie Arabella Bailey on all the platforms and I've got long red hair, like the little mermaid. So you cannot miss me. <laughs> so the Arabella <laughs> thing, wasn't... Arabella thing is, is going to stick. Huh? That's, that's the thing now. Like we're, it's gonna we, stick. we made a name. We made a name. That's what we did. Right. <laughs> 
So my, I found a towel the other day that is of Ariel, the little mermaid. Mm. And um, I took it, took it to the beach. Obviously, I've posted a picture of it on socials. And that wasn't why, like, that was my favourite Disney film when I was a child, but that wasn't why I died by hair red. <laughs> it just happened to fit. It was, I mean, you had to be there. It was funny at the time. <laughs> is it, well, is there a story? Is there a story with the red hair? Like, is it, you just like red or, or, or is there a story behind it? Well, so I've had very many different hairstyles, like, over the years. I had a number two at the back and, like, short on the sides. And then it was brown and like it was blonde and then it was brown and then we put a strip of blonde in it and then I put some pink in it and then we put some blue in it and then I had a rainbow and then it was purples and blues and pinks and then we just did it red and it looked like a sunset because it still had some orange and and purple through the bottom and I just liked it and I've been it's been growing for the past four or five years it's gone from here to like down the bottom of my back and um, and it's just become my brand like, even if I wanted to dye my hair a different colour, <laughs> I now can't because everybody knows me for this. <laughs> Good job, I like it. But um, it came from ex- exploration and just wanting to do different things and see a bit of change because at the end of the day, it is hair and it'll grow back. So go and experiment on your own head if you're worried. Just just do it. <laughs> well, as you As you see, I am follically challenged and i cannot i mean i guess the beard i could do the beard i guess but i do have yeah, I was the say, you could dye the beard oh my goodness that would be horrible <laughs> natalie there's, this there's a been, challenge for your confidence there, oh, oh here we go here we go put my uh money where my mouth is and i should have be, been quiet natalie this has been amazing thank you so much for being a part of the show good luck with your cut and your uh swimsuit photography session and have fun in vegas and just keep thank you being the person you are and exuding so much confidence and helping others with the same thank you very much for having me mark and if i ever am in the south i will hit you up and we can then you'll see how much i hate running (laughs) but (laughs) to all the listeners keep running (laughs) keep running thank you natalie Thank you, as always, for listening to the 6AM Run podcast. Again, I am your host, Mark Paisant. Please like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of this amazing content. If you can, we would love if you left us a review. Remember to follow us online and use hashtag 6AM Run to connect with the greatest group of runners and fitness enthusiasts in the world.